You're listening to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. The show is brought to you by Conversa, a podcasting agency that helps B2B brands start podcasts to connect with prospects, grow brand awareness, and create better content. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest is Patricia Christensen. Hello, Patricia, and welcome to the show. Hi, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. So um, I want to just jump right into our topic, which is creating next level thought leadership content. And I know that you guys have an ebook that you uh, produced relatively recently that I think is a really good example of what we mean by next level thought leadership content. And so we're going to talk about that. First, I guess, let's just kind of get a definition. Like when, we, when I say next level thought leadership content, what does that mean to you? I think it's um, what I've learned is thought leadership in general is a great way to promote your brand as well as get conversions. So for me, it's kind of going beyond thinking beyond what competitors are doing, looking for a new way, kind of a differentiating way to come across as those thought leaders and maybe sometimes even have a little bit of fun with it. Okay. So as opposed to like commodity thought leadership content, which everyone's seen a million times, something that stands out, something that adds something new to the conversation. Absolutely. Okay. So as I mentioned, you guys have an, an ebook that I think is a good example of this. So tell us about the ebook. Sure. So I have an ebook. Uh, the title is Get Rid of the Stupid, Crossing Out Stupid, Inefficient Stuff. And it's essentially stop staff burnout in provider network management. Uh, so we thought we'd have a little fun, but it's also a new take, uh, on how we position ourselves within the health plan and workers comp industry. So tell me about the, the planning and strategy that went into putting the ebook together. Sure. Um, so in, in a way to uncover some fresh content ideas, I researched topics that were being discussed in industry events and conferences. So I just went out to various web locations, got feedback from our sales team when they were at events, took the agenda uh, from those events. And among the current topics, uh, staff burnout and the great resignation were a recurring theme. So since one of the problems that prospective solutions solve for is optimizing workflow, reducing operational and team burden, all in provider data management, I was able to position what we offer with the burnout theme and decided to try even a little more provocative attention-getting approach. I knew that the word stupid would raise a few eyebrows, but it also reflected how inefficiencies and tedious tasks genuinely feel. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, now again, you're, the, the goal with this piece of content, and I assume with, with all the content, but especially with us, was to make it next level, right? Something add, Adding something new to the conversation. So, Presumably, there's already a good deal of content out there on these topics, right? Um, how, what was your approach to make sure that what you were producing was going to be something new and not just the same old stuff? Yeah, I, that's a great question. I think, you know, our idea was certainly to demonstrate our organization's expertise while also positioning the value that we bring to the market. So certainly, you know, in terms of cultivating the brand, we needed to be very impactful and get notice within the noise of the same things our competitors talk about over and over again. Yeah. So I wanted to create something our customers and prospects hadn't seen before, something interesting and different, yet still relevant to their business. And that was how 
we came up with this strategy. When you're actually writing, producing the content, were you looking at like proprietary data or talking to people who you knew would bring in kind of a, a fresh and different perspective? Yeah, so it was a little bit of both. Um, it was really easy during certainly the Great Resignation to get some statistics on, you know, what was happening certainly overall within the employment market, but even specifically within healthcare. So I knew um, a long-term initiative that's been going on was specifically provider physician burnout. But given COVID-19, given all of the changes within, you know, the industry, uh, people working from home, we have all seen a, a big shift in employment. So I was able to determine, right, uh, 47.8 million people left the workforce since 2021. In healthcare specifically, 1.7 million people left the workforce in May of 2022. So finding that kind of, you know, speaking with customers, looking at some of the topics that were discussed, knowing that our own customers were having a hard time retaining some of their staff or, you know, finding ways to, to keep their staff um, mm -hmm. happy and more efficient. It was just a great opportunity to take what I understood about our solution and kind of retrofit it back into the challenges that the market was having. Okay. Now, it sounds like it was probably really valuable to talk to your own, to talk to your customers, right? Because you're going to, whatever they tell you is going to be something that's unique to their situation. In other words, yeah. not something that somebody could just Google and, and they'll get that exact anecdote or perspective. No, absolutely. So for example, I have uh, particularly one of our salespeople has me join in on customer calls. I'm mostly there as an observer, but I think the great thing that comes out of it for me is really understanding their pains based on the questions they ask, right? We might go in uh, with one idea, one pitch, but then the conversation tends to evolve and change based on the questions the customer is asking. So for me, it's invaluable to really hear their perspective helps me as a marketer, helps me to make sure we're focusing on that type of content that resonates best. Yeah, that's a really good, um, I think that's that's a really good example of why I think not just salespeople, but marketers should be talking with prospects or at least listening in, right, on, on calls because how, where else are you going to get that direct from the source kind of information and insight about what it is that your audience really wants to know about? That's right, Jeremy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. So you created this, this ebook and you made it as uh, sort of new and interesting as you could. That's part one, right? And then you have to get it out there and promote it. So how, what was your approach? What was your strategy for, uh, for promoting the ebook and getting people to check it out? Sure. Yeah. So of course we tried to hit all of our digital channels, which made sense within our marketing budget which may not be as big as other people's, but we've learned to make it very effective for us. So it did turn out that most of the downloads for the ebook came out of organic search and organic mm. LinkedIn um, ads were really just posts from our, um, from our LinkedIn page directly to our website or to corresponding blog articles that also um, maintain that theme. And then a close second, we had added a pop-up call to action on the website and that too uh, I was kind of shocked how quickly we had several conversions, you know, just mm. with those few tactics. Mm -hmm. Okay. And 
How is the ebook done? What kind of response have you gotten to the content? Yeah, I would say within two months, it actually has a 65% conversion rate. It's amazing. I uh, I should add, I think you know when you're being successful too, when you see your competitors come in and start downloading. Right. I take that as a compliment. Sure. Um, so uh, I think we've done something well there. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Um, so then what's the main takeaway for marketers who might be listening to this episode and they want to level up their thought leadership content? What's the main takeaway in your in your eyes? Sure. Yeah, I think first and foremost, you have to make sure your content speaks from your customer's perspective, right? Yeah, I think that's something we've discussed. I think it needs to be designed, too, within a content strategy that nurtures and converts along the holistic buyer journey. Nothing should be a one-off. So you don't want to always start out with that call to action, see a demo or talk to us now. I mean, of course, there's a place for that in marketing, but offering prospects, prospects some content that helps them solve the challenges they face or maybe even makes them or allows them to be better at their job can establish your organization as the go-to partner and that has all the answers, right? At the end of the day, that's what we all hope to achieve. Okay, great, great. Love that. So finally, Patricia, just uh, simply, how can people reach you? Ah, if they want to send me a note on LinkedIn, I'm happy to, you know, reach out, uh, accept lots of requests all the time. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much for a great conversation. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Jeremy. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.